All right, my talkers, let's hang out with Lori and Julia. We got a fun hour ahead of us here. Let's see what they have to say. All right, what are we gonna what are we gonna say? Beverly Hills Housewives last night uh, for some of the joie de vie of fun. No. No. I didn't. watched a little and I was sick of the kickboxing lesson. I was sick of the spa. Do you watch it live? Do I don't you like it. Fast forward. I to would the, fast There were some fun parts last night. Tell me what they were because well, apparently I missed them. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, Julia. I think you don't always understand rich women doing things is really the whole basis of Beverly Hills. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, oh no, this oh, takes man. a turn, and I'm curious where you're going with that. Yeah, how are you going to frame this one? Well, okay, so that's always been one of the things about Beverly Hills. It's just like rich women just doing things right. for no reason whatsoever. And in the time of COVID, we see them rent out an entire spa so that they could be inside mass free. But then they went into the cryotherapy chamber for little tiny baby one minute snaps at a time. So rich, so dumb, so Beverly Hills. And okay? so boring is the third part. Well, again, you weren't listening because we actually, actually learned something. When Erica and Sutton went to the spa, old Miss uh, Cracked Ice herself, Erica Jane, we actually got something, but that would have required you to I heard it. Paying Why don't you reiterate? Just tell us what it is again, because I'm not the only one who thinks it's boring. Well, I just, we, this, our main complaint with Erica is we don't ever get anything from her. That what she gives us in the confessional is is BS. We don't really ever get her. Like, she was confessing. a little emotional. So tell me what you. What well, she what said. she was emotional about Sutton, just point blank ask Erica because of course there's all these you know you know these ladies are reading the tabloids and websites and stuff about. Erica Jane and Tom Girardi's divorce. And Sutton just flat out just asked her, she said, did it really upset you that Tom never came and saw you in Chicago, which like shut down. The play Chicago that she did on Broadway. On Broadway. Pretty big darn deal. It It was was part of the season before. And like, uh, it was just, I don't know if it was in pre, I think it had already started, but it had only played like maybe two weeks before the pandemic shut everything. Exactly. Down, but she was in previews in January, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then they showed uh, a clip of the ladies last year going to Broadway to watch her do the practice. Right, and right, then they right. showed a thing of her and Tom and he was saying, oh, I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to come and see you. So anyway, Erica just, you know, just said, uh, you know, that that it that it did really hurt her and mm-hmm. she got like actual like tears in her eyes and now i know she's a very good actress or whatever but anyway i just kind of felt like uh you know maybe she's done an awful lot of pretending um, oh you had empathy Uh-oh. i had empathy Uh-oh. in that you might think when you're 24 it's going to be really great to be married to a 59 year old man i would never think that okay but i'm just saying that you might because he's got money sure. she also confessed to sutton you know he was really a son of a bitch to his first two ex-wives yeah. so i know i'm in for something and i did some digging you know and there was rumors about him uh back in the second wife of some funny money kind of thing but just in the sense that, you know, Erica came from New Jersey. She was a dancer, you know, was a young mom. It would be very easy to be 
sucked put in into... your place quite a bit by, you know, it doesn't seem like it's the such an equal. statesman that happens to be your husband. It doesn't seem like it's so much Never. a place of equality or Never. whatever. So I did just kind of have some empathy about how much pretending Erica Jane has done. And she's only 49. And she's been with this guy for 25 years. Let me ask you something. 28 years. Hey, let me ask yeah. you something. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she knew what was going on with her husband's financial shenanigans? I think she knew something wasn't right, but because, she, uh, you know, maybe maybe he, you know, told her something. Maybe she's beating herself up about what she should have known. But, yeah, I think that she's known for a long time, and I think she's a woman who probably should have had therapy a long time ago. Right. To deal with all this stuff, but, but anyway, but her I just, confession last night. I've, I've, her confessional. I don't believe any of the petty BS she says she presents. One, but I would agree. But the other thing that they did say is the run was cut short because of COVID. She was only on Broadway for two weeks, so if he was planning to come right. later in the, you know, he might have had some crap he couldn't get off his right, plate. Right, was planning to come, but it's not his fault. It was shut down by COVID. You can see. I don't understand why your significant other wouldn't be at opening, opening night. night cheering you on but we saw this with kelsey Grammer and uh his wife if you remember when that whole thing went down yeah you know and uh can i tell you something else yeah but i did like when erica asked lisa renna she said so is there something up to it referencing like an us weekly story about Uh us week about scott disick and her and lisa's daughter and lisa goes yeah and erica goes oh oh amelia and lisa's like Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's really all you need to say about a 19-year-old who's recovering from an eating disorder, dating a 39-year-old recovering alcoholic with three children. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, gosh. That just sounded everything. I have to ask you if this is a do or a don't. Yeah. Are we done with the housewives? Yeah, we can be done. Are we can be done. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it a do or a don't that they're going to remake The Exorcist? Did anyone read that today? Anyone? <sighs> Bueller? Do you care? Do you think there should be an Exorcist Part 2? It's from the people who did Halloween. No. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I guess they, they, if, they, if they've got a good script idea and they think that they can get an They're iconic. They're remaking everything. If they want to make an icon, It's kind of an iconic. That movie still holds up in the scary department. Right. I mean, do you think so, Grant? When's the last time you oh, saw that? Oh, gosh, exercise? yeah. It, it definitely holds up in the scary department yeah. for sure. I think the Omen still holds up in the scary department. They're saying that um, it's going to be produced by Bloomhouse Production, which yeah. is run by Jason Bloom, and he says, "quote oh, I think it's going to be pleasant. It's going to pleasantly surprise all the skeptics out there. We've had a lot of skeptics about Halloween, yeah, that's and true. David turned around and think he's going to turn it around with The Exorcist." Mm-hmm. Ah! All right, here's yeah, another probably a, probably a great idea. All right, here's another remake idea. Mm-hmm. Tell me, this is going to happen? Nick Offerman is going to star in the remake. Of League of Their Own. Whoa, whoa. whoa you whoa. cannot touch that okay. movie. No. All right, let me tell no. you. Let me tell you. Okay. No. Okay. Not sure about this He one. will play coach, a coach named Casey, who is an ex-Cubs pitcher, brought in to coach the Rockford Peaches. Yeah, that's uh, Tom this, Hanks' character. Yep, this is a reboot of the famous Penny Marshall movie and has been in development for years. This version will be slightly different, though. It's described as a show that will take a deeper look at race and sexuality. Mm-mm. Oh. 
Are you excited about the reboot? No, not right? at all. The, not the original, all. that's one of those movies that was perfectly perfect. It was well done. Yep. Don't touch it. I love our like redoing Thelma and Louise. Why? Why? Right? Oh, Just go watch the movie. The uh, movie? Yeah, no. All right. Nope. There's no crying over remakes. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Nice job. How, how about what a good what a good day it is to be a, a, a smart person who's interested in drama and you're going to Yale. You guys know about this? No, Yale? Oh, this is a great story. I don't yeah. know this story. Yale University okay. announced it's eliminating tuition for its drama students because David Geffen gave them $150 million. So if you're in drama, the, it's going to oh. the gift to what is being renamed the David Geffen School of Drama. Yale University is, is believed to be the largest on record in the history of the American theater. Said wow. the school in a news release, release, and it will allow the drama school. To eliminate tuition for all degree and certificate programs, oh. and of course, David Geffen is best known for finding founding Asylum Records, Geffen Records, Geffen Pictures. He co-founded DreamWorks with Spielberg and Katzenberg. He dated women. I think he's now he's he's gay, but I almost yeah. feel like he dated he, Bar- he Cher dated and Barbara Streisand. Women and yeah. He's gay. yeah, yeah. And he goes back to he was enrolled uh, in a in a semester-long seminar at Yale in the drama department on the music industry. And it must have changed his life. 1978. Wow. And he gave them $150 million, and they've been doing theater studies at Yale since 1925. Some of the graduates of its school include Meryl Streep, Frances wow. McDormand, Angela Bassett, Paul Giamatti. Hey. Really good ones. Wow. So why couldn't a wealthy person save the Minnesota gymnastics, <laughs> tennis, hey. and track and just pay? I, I understand. Lori, yeah. but the deal, there's it's, something else. Because it, there it was money to save those programs. Because exactly. those programs figure out ways to save themselves. I but it's the that. athletic director. But you just and, said, yeah. why can't they? It's well, an even distribution of funds amongst all sports. Now, even if you can find your own funding, it still has to be evenly distributed Distributed, excuse me, yeah. amongst male and female sports. Oh, That's anyway, part well, of let it. me just celebrate the <laughs> Yale Drama okay, so, School. That's and this like would amazing. be this hundred and fifty million will cover one year of tuition for the twenty one twenty two year. Yeah. So you get one year free. And they're good, but what they want to do is they want to try and fundraise for, for that. I love that. Yeah, so it could be a thing. Oh, wouldn't it be All great? Right. Let's. This is a thing. We're gonna be right back with the Dirt Alert with Holly. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Let's kick off this Dirt Alert with some Kesha news. Kesha's going after Dr. Luke for the money that it's cost her to fight his defamation case after a judge's favorable ruling on Wednesday, which was yesterday. There was a lot of celebrity legal news happening yesterday. No kidding. So we didn't even get to this Kesha news. So the filing is the latest in a protracted court battle between Kesha and Dr. Luke, who sued Kesha in 2014 after she accused him of drugging and raping her, as well as molesting Katy Perry, but a judge to the, uh, yesterday, excuse me, granted Kesher's request to use a recently strengthened free speech law that would allow her to go after Dr. Luke for the costs she spent defending herself in this eight year legal wow. battle. Yeah, uh, according to this ruling, Kesha is entitled to comp- uh, compensation and punitive damages and her attorney's fees and costs incurred defending the suit. Good. So say the court papers. My gosh. 
It's eight years. Eight that's years. unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, that that's longer than I feel like Kesha was really active as a pop star. She's right. been yeah. fighting right. this. Oh, so uh, good news for Kesha okay, yesterday. Good. Let's talk about Tamar Braxton on the cover of the latest issue of People magazine oh, saying reality TV almost killed me. That's the headline and saying I chose to change my life. So it's been a year since Tamar Braxton tried to take her own life and she's opening up about how reality TV almost killed her. She said of that time, that time in my life was so dark and heavy. I didn't see how it's going to come out the other side and I didn't even know that there was another side, but I chose to change my life. Mm. If you recall last July, Tamar's then boyfriend David found her unresponsive. That's right. That's right. So uh she is said was that a show she did with her sister? Was it Braxton Family Life? I think, or, yes, I think all the, I think the so. sisters she did it, and it was on for a while, a few years. Yeah, I feel Braxton like. Family Values. Yeah. yeah. So she said that um, she's talking about the trauma of experiencing being molested as a young girl. She t- opened up to Wendy Williams about that in 2018, but Tamar says that I thought I had successfully buried that part of me, but it was manifesting in different ways. Uh, that trauma she said it was coming up and how i dealt with things emotionally how i looked at situations and how she conducted herself mm. so uh, a pretty riveting interview with tamar braxton if you want to go pick up the latest issue yeah. of people magazine always good when people can like really share the real true feelings about stuff absolutely you know? Like Sheldon Gwen Stefani got their marriage license. Oh, they did. Are they getting married I this they were weekend? Married by now. <laughs> well, Jeez, this has been a very long engagement. It has been. Now, the couple received their marriage license on Tuesday in Oklahoma. This is according to page six. And that Blake and Gwen have 10 days from when they filed the marriage license to say, I do. That's per Oklahoma law, meaning mm-hmm. that the wedding is eminent, probably happening over the long 4th of July weekend. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. TMZ reporting that Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani and Gwen Stefani's three sons flew out to Oklahoma Friday after finishing The Voice. That would be last weekend. And that they sent their private plane to pick up the rest of Gwen Stefani's immediate family probably still living in Southern California. What a fun thing because they probably haven't all gotten together in a year and a half and they're going to be all out on the ranch and privacy and you know it'll be a an amazing party. Well, and you know we're going to get the exclusive yes, photos we somewhere. We we're going to we we're going to see those. Yes. Um, updating you on Britney Spears's conservatorship. So the latest news that happened this afternoon is that Bessemer Trust has requested to resign from the co-conservator arrangement that they have. With Britney Spears' father, they just got father. appointed yesterday. Well, they're they're <laughs> saying this is what Bess- yeah. this is what Bessemer Trust is saying uh-huh. is that they're citing Britney Spears' public criticism of the conservatorship. Now, Bessemer Trust is a huge wealth management firm. They manage more than one hundred right. billion dollars in assets. In this new court filing, they want to resign due to changed circumstances. This is their words. This court filing. Bessemer Trust says that they were told that Britney Spears' conservatorship was voluntary and that Britney Spears had consented to the company acting as co-conservator. That is so bad. She has the worst lawyer, but that lawyer was appointed by her dad. Her dad has been the one all along. Mm-hmm. And riddle me that riddle us this, Holly. How does Britney only be worth $60 million yeah, we, with this kind of a career? 
I would like to see the receipts of this conservatorship and where all of that money and right. the fees have been well, going. Look at how much is she spending on lawyers? Mm-hmm. Ten grand a week to this sucky yeah. lawyer who hasn't didn't this Bessemer stuff was supposed to have been filed back in November. Mm-hmm. Now, now Bessemer Trust has been approved by the court as co-conservator <laughs> right, of the estate. Well, so last fall they were, but Bessemer Trust. They haven't taken any action as co-conservator. They haven't received any of the assets of that $60 million estate that Britney Spears has, nor has it taken any fees. So Bessemer Trust Mm -mm. hasn't even taken any money in any of this. They haven't done anything, but they're like, wait, 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 hold the phone. We don't want to be part of this. Well, we don't want to be part of this. And we were also told something that apparently, according to Britney Spears herself, is not true. And she said this in court. It's messy. Ruby is being done wrong, so wrong by her dad. I hope she does get to sue him. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, really? Yeah, it's it is messy and complicated, and even and that lawyer should be like, there should be charges or negligence or something. Agree. He did not represent her interests. Put put him on a two thousand dollar a month allowance. See how he Jeez. feels. Or was that what it is? Two thousand yeah, a month, something like that. Jeez. But she's paying him ten grand a week. Exactly. Take that ten grand a week away and see how he can live. Well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, just uh, this afternoon, Senator Elizabeth Warren is kind of getting into the phrase. She said reports on Britney Spears's conservatorship show our guardianship system's longstanding yes. gaps that can strip people of basic rights and leave them vulnerable to expu- abuse, excuse me, and exploitation. Elizabeth Warren teaming up with uh, the Justice Department to address some of these problems also with Senator Bob Casey. So looking. All right. Did you watch that movie? I care about you or whatever it's called with Rosamund Pike. She was Everyone, nominated and it shows the it's about conservatorship. Yeah. I did not watch it. Watch that one. We keep getting emails from people yeah, we telling need us we to, need watch to watch this, this. movie. Well, I, I care about you a lot. I think is the name of it. Rosamund Pike won a Golden Globe yeah. for her performance in that movie. So mm-hmm. I suppose what yeah, I think the right mindset needs to happen <laughs> to, to be interested in watching that movie. Yeah. It gets a little dark, I well, think. I, but that's that what good. I heard, too, but I also heard it's enlightening. Right, about how facocta and archaic the conservatorship System laws is. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it seems like some real change may come of this. And, yeah. you know, at the end, of the hope that Brittany is in a place where she can find some peace. Well, moving, yeah. yeah, at the very least. Now, moving on, poor thirsty Alex Rodriguez. Won't somebody invite oh. him to the Taco Tuesday party? <laughs> what is he doing now? So, uh, so Jennifer Lopez went to a Taco Tuesday party in Hollywood. Her voice coach was hosting it. It was for a tequila brand. But apparently... Alex Rodriguez didn't make the invite list. And when Stacy Mackey, the voice coach, shared some pictures on Instagram of the party, A-Rod commented, where's my invite, Stevie? Oh. And then Stevie said, anytime, brother. Oh, it was so awkward. You We're gonna, he's going to need a much bigger yeah. straw. Oh, <laughs> that's the dirt today. That's all the, you're welcome. All the secondhand embarrassment one can take. And now it's time for Lori, stop it. Lori, stop it. Just stop it. You are a naked man anywhere stop. in the vicinity of any kind of a website or stop. Lori somebody will find did, it. I'll find it and this I'll is... look at it and be look, grateful. Lori, honest to Pete. Just saying, that's a theory. So as she's saying that, what people don't understand is, so we have cameras on top of our computers now, so every day we see it. 
sit and look at herself and it's on they use it to make youtube videos right so Lori is just sitting here when we showing come back colton showing and- colton bolton in his with knowlton on and he's standing like he's riding a riding a horse Ooh, he's we- kind of got the giddy up stance giddy up giddy he's- up like he's riding a mechanical bull with a coat over his junk Kevin, how are you Hi, but i Julia. love yeah oh, say that again Hi, Julia. <laughs> i wanted to meet you forever it's so nice you oh, to come and see why are we playing this he just popped up I thought that this was something about you, right? There was the thing with you with Kevin Costner, and yeah. I thought it was a I'm bit just, with that. No, Sorry. no, that's okay. No, but Julia, so, he's not riding a horse. He is he's standing got the, straight uh, uh, up. Uh, the theory, you're, he's just holding a leather coat strategically. There's a naked man to be seen. You will find it. Very good looking naked man, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, Colton. I like him so much more than I've ever liked him before. <laughs> this one's going to make it up in the double wide, isn't it? No. Well, oh, no. Oh, no. I've got... It's going in my folder. Yeah, you um, can put it in your folder. I no, he is not... put it in my folder not... in case we ever have to show no. him again for yeah, whatever reason. I hope reason. we don't. I hope we don't. Well, Julia, that is just mean beyond words. <laughs> He's not my... Co- he... Lori. Come on. Okay. Here's, here's a th- here is the theory. So I found the scan. Get over the last one. If there's a naked man on the internet, I'll find him. That's right. <laughs> That's a theory. It's Look a at how life tried to find the sex life guy. The shower scene. You had to watch it and send it to me. I did have to send it to her because everywhere it was blurred and pixelated. Or I've become a bad Google Foo master. <laughs> one of these is true. One of these Google is true. Foo master. Must be very good. Okay. At it. Her and Donnie. Anything that was pixelated and had an opportunity to click here. They would both do it. I would just sit there like, no, don't show me. Don't show me. Okay, so here is, uh, this confirms a theory, all right? So I read this on, you know, there's a theory website. Fact, facts. Here's a fact. According to a study, your brain works harder to process insults than it does compliments. I totally believe that. Makes sense. And my theory is, and the re. Since that is what happens, since you can't process it, you've been insulted. People can't. The theory is people can't believe that they've been insulted. So when people are good at giving backhanded compliments. Oh, the best. Oh, well, now you're delivering on a whole nother level. Okay. Okay. So just a reminder, like a backhanded compliment. I, oh, I like your dress. It almost fits you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you look so good, but you've got peasant arms. Um, yeah, you know you're so strong, even with those Italian peasant arms. Yeah, the backhanded comment. Yeah. I thought, oh my word, you know, because uh, if if we can't, if we're having trouble grappling it, and that's why, like, I think always people get somewhat taken aback when someone says, "Oh, you look so great for your age," because that really oh, is a backhanded. That is such a compliment. slam. I would have never guessed you were that old. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that, yeah. That one is so a you're favorite. Like going, hmm, they're insulting me to my face, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm ha- I'm having a hard time with this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you really want to screw with somebody, do a backhanded. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that no. is the way to All screw right. with someone's yeah. head. No. Because we can't even believe, first of all, we're getting insulted. Then you compliment us. Whoa! We don't know what to do. Okay. Okay, now here. That was really fun, especially the blah! I know. Here's another <laughs> theory. And I was so happy to see. Okay. That, uh, now, granted, Nordstrom commissioned the study. Okay. But they wanted to find out what exactly is their fashion future. And what they found out is that... They have one. Well, one in three Americans is facing a big problem. 
They feel they're stuck in a style limbo in their wardrobe. Do you? Uh, I feel I am very much in the line of a lot of other people, which is comfort. Yes. 100%. I don't know that comfort is ever going to... No, go 100%. away. No. I feel like a lot of people who were very devoted, high heel women, you know, they might not be wearing. I don't think their toes want to go back to that. Go back. Oh. So maybe Nordstrom is trying to figure out what they're going to buy and stuff for. But 36% of people feel like they have nothing to wear without dressing up for anything for 14 months. Okay. And during this time, all we got rid of were seven items that no longer fit. I kept thinking I'm in a clean shop. I never cleaned it's one closet. No, Every I, time I went to think about it, I thought, it's COVID. I'm being punished enough. Why should I have to do this? Why should I have to get rid of things? At that least in a I, regular year, you know, maybe I've gone out for like five nights or three nights in a row or did something really fun. So, okay, on Sunday, I'm going to crack the whip and go through this closet because I was having fun. Oh, that's but so funny. But when you're being punished, that's staying at so home funny. all the time, who the hell wants to do crappy jobs? Oh, you're right. I, we had a year to do it. And now we're all like, where's I, the time? I was going to clean time? out my garage. Yeah. Even, like we I were put all, my bike in a different corner. We were already <laughs> in a corner. Why yeah. should we have to go to our room and do that too? I agree. Yeah, yeah but I it was time. It was time that wasn't used for me. I was always like, God, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And then I just, like you said, you weren't in the mood to do it. Yeah. And then now I'm like, I can't even find time to tie my shoes. Yeah. You know, so that's gone. So yeah, one, basically, um, what else did they tell us after a year at home? People are saying personal style is now going to be their new. Comfort, that's what they're going to go for. Um, people do plan on buying dress pants, dress shirts, tops, and dresses for the fall. So that's sure. good news. They and, have to go back to work. And two out of five people... I mean, to work. In, yeah. Two in, out of five said they will dress comfortably for the rest of their lives. They'll never go back to their, quote-unquote, uncomfortable clothes. I bet this is going on with hair, too, because I know a lot of women who have let their hair go to its natural color. Rihanna has given us the word. What is the word? Pixie, pixie, pixie. But I mean, I'm talking color. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like a lot of people don't. And oh, well, speaking of color, I've got a theory for you. Okay. This is a theory. Gray hair is caused by stress, but it is reversible. I read that study. Like it's out of Harvard or something. Uh, Julia? It's, instead of a big, I had that too. It's yeah. Columbia University yeah. me, College yep. of Physicians and yep. Surgeons. Relax. It could make your hair grow darker. It was just published, and it found that stress significantly influences when hair goes gray. But if you can figure out a way to chill out, you can reverse the trend. They, the method they use, they said basically, if it's you're like president, a, what color is your hair when you go in, and so, what color is it when you come out? Because I think so that was gray. part of that. Yeah. So gray, they just go like, oh, yeah. Um, the method that they use is comparable. They said it's like looking at rings of trees. Yes. That what they looked at a tiny portion of each human hair and it reflected an hour of growth. And the scientists were able to find a correlation between times of stress and times of grain in the hair. And everybody, the people that were part of this, they, you know, they had a way of doing it, but they had an individual went on vacation and five hairs on that person's head reverted back to dark during the vacation. Isn't that amazing? And just as the rings in a tree trunk hold information about past decades in the life of a tree, our hair contains information about our biological history. And But hair has to reach a threshold before it turns gray. 
So we don't think reducing stress like in a 70-year-old who's been gray for a long for your, time. is going to darken their hair. But what does this say? Because you know women, like we know people who have gone gray, like if they have darker hair in their 20s. I mean, well, there have been people who've gone sister. gray overnight because something like really Tragic traumatic happened. happened to them. And it just That's shocks it the is. system. Yeah. And, and, and I think one of the best things that we see is you see an ingoing president, you see an outgoing president. And they look completely Except different. Except for Trump, because he was the only president who, who dyed cut, his hair. Dyed his hair. That and we maybe, know of. Or maybe wore maybe. a wiglet. I was going to say, dyed what hair? But. Yeah, when, you know, the wiglet. <laughs> right. However that, I would love to he know glued the it, secrets. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> you know? But yes, they always, the presidents, you know, you don't, you know. They look different. Completely. Mm-hmm. Completely great. So, yeah, this is really more. So this more brings us back to, like, I would like. This would be for the 30 and 40 40, you know, the people who are graying younger, maybe you should work the four day work week that we've talked about. Yeah. And, you know, the myth, the myth is that Marie Antoinette's head, her whole hair went turned gray the minute they chopped her head off. No, the night before the beheading. So stressed out about that. I like knowing Ooh. that. Yeah, let's I just, don't know if that's let's just true, pretend it's true. But I did hear <laughs> that on the La Conciergerie or whatever the tour was that I went on about all the prisons and beheading. You know, Casey and I love these walking tours. Oh, I love a walking tour in Paris. And they like we they you can basically any kind of mayhem that you want to know about historically or whatever. They have these walking tours and the 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 La Cons. I'm saying the name of it wrong, but anyway, it's right on the Seine. The, the prison where she sure, was kept in. You sure, can sure, take sure. tours of it. Lovely. In the tour, cool. our tour guide said that was the the the, ru- the the rumor that she was totally gray, turned gray overnight in her cell. Because she was kept there for a while, but she, yeah, she knew went, tomorrow. Head, Just the thought of being decapitated <laughs> yeah. is a scary thought. Oh. I would you go gray. would go gray. I would go gray. Because yep. they weren't, the blades weren't as sharp as they are now. I mean, there would be other issues. I'm just And do you know they um, used the guillotine in France until like 1977? Which oh. is just beyond. That's Isn't insane. that? But they did. They did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those Frenchies. All righty. That's it. That's all we have for theories. <laughs> <laughs> going. It's going. It's going to be the song of the summer, I think. Uh, besides, uh, you know, Heat Wave. Yeah. Heat Wave was one you liked, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, we posted the cast of The Gossip Girl. They had their red carpet yes. last night. The reboot is happening on HBO Max. It might even be this weekend, might be okay. tomorrow. You can take a look at that. William and Harry reuniting to unveil the statue in honor of their mom's 60th birthday at Kensington Palace. And the cast of Ray Donovan reuniting, because I think that movie is going to be starting filming. Two hours. But it's going to be starting filming. Yes, and it's a two-hour continuation of where we left off, because that show was canceled abruptly. That's right. And um, this just... It would be a good question someday. What shows would you? I mean, there's so many shows that it canceled abruptly, and they don't. They just leave you hanging. Story of people's TV lives. Oh, it drives that, me nuts. Well, yeah. it's like that show we like so much with Rebel. Rebel. Yeah. I love that Rebel. Yeah. At least give us like a you know like Netflix has been doing a decent job for some shows of giving you like a one episode hour long thing where they kind of tie up some yeah. things. But when a show goes out like that and you're just left there hanging and you invested all that time into it. 
I don't think about it that way. Nobody owes us anything if we want to waste our time on watching shows. But but they got they made money because we were watching those shows yeah. off our advertisements. They owe us a little bit of an ending, or I just like that. just yeah. write up a little. Just give me a, well, something I can luck. read. You just good even luck getting type that up some you text and yeah. say, "By the way, I know we I sound insane. To, yeah. we weren't able to film the ending, but here's how it ended." Yeah, yeah. just give us some text. No, Julie yes. and I are still bitter about dirty, sexy, sexy money, money, a oh. show that we loved. That ain't so that many. Just ended so abruptly so many shows like that okay Mm -hmm. the underground bunker on monday reported with a yeah but it was a memorial written by a former uh scientology church official dan coon who helped ron miscavige write his memoir ruthless scientology my son david miscavige and me ron has died at the age of 85 all right and uh he, he just said, you know, he was a man who loved music, animals, and the Philadelphia Eagles. If you saw his YouTube videos about life after Scientology, you'll know he was always trying to help people become a better version of themselves. Because, you know, Ron joined with his family and got his son in Scientology mm-hmm. in 1971. And when his son took over in 86, uh, the dad learned some stuff. And, I mean... I remember Leah Remini talking to him on her show, oh, yeah, and it was too. kind of, kind of, kind of amazing because he was like, "What kind of a dad am I that I got our kids sucked into this?" One hundred percent at a kid, yeah. And um, anyway, so he's passed away at the age of eighty-five, Julia. And uh, what else can well, I? What tell else you? we oh, know? I know another little little nugget little of nugget. news that, that I didn't really want to share with you. And Uh-oh. that was and now you have to, <laughs> but no. I didn't want to. I am worried well, about only this. because you're just so you know righteous about this topic or something. Yeah, Real right. Housewives of Beverly Hills, which Kathy Hilton, who's come through as maybe the MVP of all time of Housewives, when she just started filing her nails, when Crystal started talking to her about something that oh. she was obviously no, it was great, it was great, and then Crystal when, bores me to but, death. But then when she's at this dinner or whatever, and she's looking around and saying, oh, it's so nice to see you, Garcelle, and, and Sutton with your pretty bow on. And, and then she looks over at Dorit, and she says, and, and my buddy over here, the English girl. <laughs> she doesn't, didn't know no, her name. Her name. <laughs> and Dorit's expression. She just, cannot hide. She has no poker face. She's just like, <laughs> and I'm not English. My husband's English. And Kathy's like, Whatever, you know what I mean. <laughs> it was like, Kathy <laughs> forgot her name and was so blasé about it. Well, that's kind of fun. And was, she doesn't care. There was a lot of gold in the last five minutes of that right. show, okay? Right. I mean, and poor Dorit, you know, all she does is wear head-to-toe Louis Vuitton or she's, Chanel. She's and, a walking logo. Yeah. She is a logo on a stick. Or as Garcelle said, we know she's wearing fashion labels because it's screaming at us from head to toe. I can't stand <laughs> logos. shoes, yep. everything. There is becoming the sameness to her look. 100%. Where before she was She's kind a of, walking Louis Vuitton purse. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's, a, it's not even that great of a logo. And my buddy over here, the English girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's...
that's because she talks in 17 different voices, live accents and stuff. You know, we don't know what she is. She's from Connecticut. I know, but she spent time and I lived yeah. in Rome. And Dennis Quaid has had to back out of Joe Exotic. He's not going to be able to Why? be that. What? Uh, Why? He's not going to be that guy in the hat, you know. Yeah, the guy that the, the guy that produced all of his reality Rick show. Graham, the journalist. Yeah, he had the cigarette all the time. He was a, he was the best character on that whole thing. He was the only one that had common sense. Yeah, Quaid, they're quote unquote scheduling conflict. Yeah, okay. He's finishing playing Ronald Reagan in a miniseries right now and has nothing on the front burner, so maybe it's he doesn't want to he doesn't like the script. Hmm. This is the one with Kate McKinnon is is Carol Baskins and John Cameron Mitchell is playing Joe Exotic. Wow. So I was really looking forward. Honestly, when I read that whole cast, he was the one guy because yeah. I love Dennis Quaid. I was yeah. really, really intrigued to see how he would play that character. That's a that's a bummer. But it is. Well, what are you gonna do? It's a casting loss. Yes. For NBC's Peacock. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, guys. Job done. Off you go.